We can be found on YouTube, iTunes, and Spotify. Like, share, subscribe, and leave us a comment down below. Now, on with the show. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. Fucking thing. Well, no. we'll do it live. Right. Fuck it. And we're live. Here we go again. Back on the Sunday. It's a Sunday, Sunday. It was a little early, though. It was a beautiful afternoon other than the smoke. Yeah, dude, that sucks, man. We had a nice <laughs> fucking break and all that, and now all of a sudden... It's back. Yeah, it's yeah, fucking it's back. Fucking bullshit. Back. Well, it's weird, though, is like in the wintertime, that's normal. I mean, I've been in plenty of freaking Novembers, Decembers, Januarys where it's like that outside, but it's weird when it's warm because it kind of sticks to you. It's... Yeah. You know what California is being known for now? The awesome weather and the shitty weather. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Huh? You hey, should visit California for the fiery skies. It's like dating a redhead. You never know what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and might smell like old burn up wood down below, or it might smell like a nice spring day. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on where we're at in the cycle. Oh, man. <laughs> so I figured it'd be cool. I'm kind of, we're going to go off the cuff. Kind of like classical style. We're going to... Yeah, OG style. Yeah, I, I figured it'd be cool if we start with uh, kind of the struggle that, that people go through to kind of get the shit together. Sometimes, sometimes people don't. Sometimes you go through other shit that makes it counterproductive and then kind of lead into how it feeds into the family and different things. What's up? Uh, that sounds awesome. Let's get some pointers then, I guess, you know. Yeah, well, I figure... Uh, well, we're, we're talking about, like, what, 21, 25. Like, nowadays, people really don't... Dude, I've noticed, like, up until... Nobody gets their shit together until dude, way later 25 now. Dude, 25-year-old man babies, dude. It's, <sighs> what the fuck? It's like, really, dude? I grew up past that when I was 21. I mean, well, I, You probably had a lot more responsibilities, too. Dude, I was running a store when I was 21. Yeah. You know what I mean? And th don't get me wrong, I didn't do it well all the time, but I had the fundamentals down. <laughs> you know, the basics of how to build clientele and shit, but you, you know, it's the weirdest part too. When you were younger, would you really, when did you really start thinking long-term about getting your shit together? Not until kids. And what age was that though? 23, 24. Uh, yeah. We had, I think me, we had our first kid around 24. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a good age. I think some people were like, Oh, we started back at 18. Good for <coughs> you. Good for you. And we used to, <laughs> yeah. 14 you, and 15 when your life expectancy was 36. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, shit. We got to get as many of these kids as we can so we get some free labor. When it feels really good, do not withdraw. Do not withdraw. <laughs> no, but if you think about... I, I'm trying to remember really, really got worried about what I was going to do with the future. I know I, I was kind of doing shit already, but I didn't. I was kind of shitty in the field I was in because I wasn't really applying myself too much. Yeah, that's all of us for sure. And, I, and I'm trying to remember where I where I made the decision where I got to fucking get serious about what I'm doing. Honestly, I like me. I went through the motions of having the kids and buying the house, and some of those decisions were made co-optively. Some of them were made by my wife, and you know, you know how they. they I don't know if you ever had that tactic where they wait for you to be half asleep, then wake you up and start an argument. You're like, oh, I'm gonna lose because I have. <laughs> that's a really good tactic, ladies. Go for it. Uh, hold on, let me go back to sleep and you can keep talking. Yeah, dude, fuck. <laughs> but I, I, I was part of the uh, the Great American Hustle where I could afford my house, but everybody around me couldn't, which drove down the price of my house and made the whole thing just left a bad taste in my mouth. Well, not only that, but you had so many jobs implode in so many sectors of the market. Oh, too. yeah, when I pencil, because that's how I work. I mean, I pencil and papered my shit down 
And I'm like, okay, so I can lose this much wages and still pay for it. And then when everything fell, when the bottom fell out, you're like, wow, we're below the red line. That's fucking You cool. know what? I, I remember now that I'm older, I, I, I don't try to operate like that. I try to operate totally differently. I'd like, I, I operate under the expectation that the market's going to implode. Yeah, safeguards. Yeah, yeah, so I always I try to set myself up in the best position for the worst-case scenario instead of trying to maintain my standard of living under the best condition. No, no, for, yeah, you don't spread yourself thin. You yeah, don't go like when I was younger, I didn't operate like that. I just, I just, I did it paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, and the danger of credit cards. Yes. Oh my god, that's a good thing to talk about. The struggle when you're younger is credit cards. How yeah, because you don't understand how it works. Yeah, well, if you, so yeah, so young people are probably the most, and I don't blame young people for this. I blame a lot of it, the school system and te- and parents. Oh, and then the predatory not, credit card guys. I mean, hey, look at well, this. to me, they're not predatory. That's that's just human nature to overextend your skis. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you, you, you got money flowing in that, that's not yours that you could spend. You just got to pay it off in the future. Yeah, you want to buy it off more than you can chew and kick the can down the road. Yeah, well, <clears throat> think of the government. That's who we taught. That's, that's who well, we're taught think, the, Why does the government operate like that? Because it's a bunch of people that operate the same way. But it's like you said, that, that they can just print more money. I can't do that. I mean, I could, but I'd probably go to jail. If we I could try. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure. We got to get a, we get, fuck, we can't buy no more equipment here. We got to start buying a nice printing press. Get, oh, God. Get some cheap Chinese labor. Dude, I cleaned out a house one time, a rental, where you're looking at all these printers and all this shit, and then I, you're like, damn, they were running a fucking fake bill mill up in this bitch. <sighs> do I turn all this into the, yeah, I'm going to turn all this into the cops. You know what you're better off doing is just printing it out, getting to another country, and then selling the 20s for $10. There you go. <laughs> It's good American currency. I just can't spend it. Why is the serial number on it all the same? It's America. You wouldn't understand. Science. (laughs) Stupid. (laughs) But no, I think honestly, a lot of growth and change happens through, for lack of a better word, struggle, trauma. Conflict. I think the conflict of... of, Yeah, because you got to adapt. I I would say, not even conflict, the burden of living. Oh, yeah. I I, I know that sounds like a dark phrase, but it, it, it is. If you think about living, it's... You're on the constant cycle of the grind, and you can't get out of it. Right. I think that's why so many people turn to, you know, your your off buttons, your drugs, alcohol. Even suicide. <sighs> Being older, I'm, I'm not saying I'm going to kill myself, but I, I understand the rational decision-making of suicide. Well, this needs to go off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's... No, I'm serious. As, as dark as that might sound coming from me, I'm not advocating that's what I'm going to do, but I, I can understand when I see people do it. Not just people do it, but someone does it, then you understand what's going on in the personal life. Like, yeah, I can understand why they why they rationalize that. Well, that's as what, bad as it sounds. That's what makes me laugh sometimes with people, like you know, doctors especially, when they're like, "Have you ever thought about suicide?" It's like, can you point out a person who hasn't? You know, what would be the best comeback only when I'm talking to you. Yeah, <laughs> only right, only out of my way here. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, do I just crash into that embankment or do I? <laughs> Fuck it, I'm gonna turn. God damn it, God, I'm already here. Fuck yeah, it. I paid for the parking garage. No, but the credit card's a good one. I mean, me and the old lady got a fuck ton of bad credit card debt for a minute and. And then I, I just fucking, it was probably back in our, I would say close to almost later 20s, just just being reckless with spending and stupid shit. Yeah. And But it wasn't until that we corrected a lot of that, that we put ourselves in a position to even try to buy a house. Up and then we're just like, we'll do it, we'll, just, we'll take care of this credit card debt, we'll just, we'll, just, we'll, we'll figure it out. And But you could say <laughs> I can figure it out, but if you don't have a fucking plan, guess what you're not figuring out? Again, with the pen and the paper. I mean, I, I actually have had... I remember that moment, too, of going, okay, where's all the credit cards? What's all the bills? What's our monthly this and that? And I wrote it all down. I wrote all the numbers down. 
And then all of a sudden you realize, okay, so yeah, we got a we got a four hundred dollar discrepancy in the where we're at right now. Yes. If the money keeps flowing in like this, yeah. So here's what we got to do: this, this, and this. Cut this and this and this. And that's always a hard. You, you almost you just got yeah, because a lot of times this ain't a bash against women. So calm the fuck down, women. A lot of times women aren't willing to make the hard sacrifice of cutting spending. No, and when you're younger, they go, come on, and rub your dick. You're like, okay, maybe we can make it. Maybe I can work a little harder. Oh, no, yeah, but <laughs> they, they go and spend the credit card. You're not aware of it, and and then all of a sudden. Yeah, I've been there, too. Then the reality comes, and then all of a sudden, you, you have to answer for the for the, the spending. Yeah, when when it's time to pay up, that's. and Issues happen. Yeah, for some reason, I think some men have a better grasp on, well, when it's time to pay the piper, it's time to pay the piper, you know? Hopefully. I'm not, I'm, I, know, I know plenty of guys are just as bad as women when it I comes said to that. men. It's almost kidding. Yeah. <laughs> There's a, like again. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep throwing that word out there, man, babies, because that's what even Jordan Peterson talked about. That yeah. our society is filled with that, and no wonder. But I, I think a lot of that harps back to the whole thing of ownership. Yeah, you're, it's it's easier to drown yourself out than to own it, and just keep pawning it off, and pawning it off. It, as soon as you start to own something, like not not physically own something, but own your mistakes. You start to understand where you're going to rise sometimes. I tell that to the younger guys sometimes. It's not a mistake if you learn something from it. Hopefully. You know? Well, yeah. I mean, that's but there's always exceptions to the rule. Nothing like like Rand's cousin that was over here when I forced him to pay off his debt with his tax return. He did it, and then he turned around and shitted the bed again. But but, but, <laughs> but that, at that point, I had equipped him with some of the tools to understand this is exactly why you don't do what I told you to do. Right. You just keep. Now you have to keep paddling forward until you have that opportunity again. And not that, but keep in mind, anytime you're spending a credit card, and this is the reality of it, you're borrowing against the future. Speculation. Not even speculation. <laughs> you're speculating that nothing's going to go bad in your future. That's exactly how I look at it. That's what I, uh, I almost hate to say it. When people buy cars and they oh, finance dude. cars, yeah. and you go over like a four-year loan, Dude, you're planning on a lot of things going right. It, it, that's not even the issue to me. If you take out a six-year loan, but your monthly car payment's only one twenty, mm-hmm. you, you can shit that. It, but when you take out a six-year loan and your car payment's seven hundred dollars a month, dude, again, you're planning on a lot of shit going right. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> you must have a crystal ball, motherfucker, because that's playing with fire. Well, if you think about it, like I lived through George W., so I saw that roller coaster happen. Uh, Obama, so I learned how to live with nothing. Fuck that. Uh, lived through the transition from Obama to Trump. And that's been a shaky road ups and downs, too. Everybody tries to be like, oh, Trump's economy is good. It's like, well, in the books, but uh, for whatever he's telling you, no, it's ups and downs, too. There, I don't think there's any way to stop the roller coaster. The more I think about that, I think the ups and downs are mostly centralized in speculative markets. Like, when I, when I say speculative markets, I'd say, like, L.A., San Francisco, New York. High dense population areas are there are there, they're speculative markets. They're not linear. If you go to the average like country, uh, average state that has a, a a moderate demographic of people, the market's pretty linear. It stays consistently flatline. You might have small movements, but they're not giant swings. But when you go to like the coastal states and these giant cities, these are bubbles. The bubbles they, they keep speeding speculative. They keep feeding speculative motion motions. And at, at a certain point, once you've priced every other market. You've now removed your buyers from the market. So yeah. all of a sudden, that speculative market now needs to go through a correction. It needs to go through a clearing process. They get the, they get the market value back to where you can you have a more... It, it's, this is the same equation to that scenario. Let's say you make a good and say your good has a lot of demand and you keep raising the cost of your good. 
at what point do you start pricing people out of the market or purchase, purchasing your good? Right. And what happens when you, all of a sudden now your market has the demand for only 10% of the market? Who you, How are you going to generate the same revenue when you're pricing regular consumers out of the market? Well, that's the problem I have with, I mean, that, that leads into the model of, well, when things are good, then they just keep reinvesting and expanding and reinvesting and expanding. And it's like, dude, you're counting on yeah. you always being You need like, some rainy day shit. Do you remember Pacific Bell? They thought that they 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 acted like Where they had they a now? fucking clinch on the market. Where are they now? They were like the cable the cable company in South Park rubbing their nipples. Like, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna fucking do? What are you gonna do? Here, oh yeah. Here comes <laughs> Cell, and I remember arguing with the dude about that. He's like, "Oh, you gonna just live on your cell phone?" Yeah. And here we are, twenty years later. It's a fuck you. Who in the fuck has this out? I wonder where that douchebag works now. You know, because I mean, they were they were dicks. He's selling some <clears throat> bullshit to somebody else. Oh yeah, if you're ever trying to get him to like run line to a company or somewhere out in. You know, problems out in Wilton, shit like that. Going, dude, come on. I'm getting crackling on my phone lines every time a car runs by the intersection. That's dude. normal. Yeah. What are you going to, well, we're not going to send a crew out there. Yeah. But there's no point in fixing it when you're like, you're one of five yeah. people. I tell you what, since you don't like our service, go get another one. Uh, but <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> you <know? laughs> but a, a lot of that too lies into the regulation, not allowing companies to compete with those companies. Yes. And grow. So all of a sudden you have a singularity in the market and no competition against it. Oh yeah, that's where and we've been going that direction for a long time. There's supposed to be a no monopoly clause. It's like, yeah, right, dude. A no monopoly clause unless you can lobby a politician, in which case they're Bingo. gonna write the fucking law for you. Yep. And that's that's kind of what is it? It's a financial oligarchy. He yeah. with the biggest fucking checkbook makes and, the law. And all, all those things do is actually hurt the average person struggling to get their shit together. No shit. And yeah. that's actually the one episode about the uh the uh def or the devaluing the dollar 2% every year. It kills you. Dude, I have I was bitching about that in 2009. <clears throat> but, didn't know uh, but, why. Yeah, I, but so back then, neither did I. I didn't have the tool house equipped to understand how economic movement affects me. No, but you and, can and, feel it. But You, you don't, can feel that you're working harder for the same Yeah, but you don't understand why, and you're trying to piece these things together. Right. But once you start understanding economics, you're like, oh, that's why. Oh, shit. This, this thing about renting now in the Sacramento area, because all the people from the barrier are leaving, coming to the suburbs. Mm-hmm. Fucking rent out here for like a two-bedroom apartment is $1,800. Just because they know they can? Well, no, because there's a high market demand value, so you can keep raising the price. Oh, yeah, because they're going to pay, yeah. Yeah, but at what point do you price the people here out of the market? Right, you're going to push us all up into the mountains or out of Nevada. Out of the or state. Fucking out of the state, and then you lose your revenue. So temporarily, yeah, prices are going up, but... What's the unintended consequences of doing that? Right. Yeah, there's going to be a lot. Well, just- it hurts. So, like, the, I remember when when we came from South Sac out to here, we were paying like eight hundred dollars a month for a two bedroom. And that seemed like a lot. <laughs> it was, and it wasn't. I remember it, when twelve hundred was like, damn. Yeah, twelve hundred got you a badass place. Yeah, for sure. It, but that that the, but that feeds into to, to how the struggle now is a lot harder. It might not be as hard in other states, but these areas in in, in the in California that are getting these influx of these barrier fucks rolling in, and they're all remote working, but they're staying, making the same barrier wages. So they're actually de- they're making the struggle way harder for these people in these demographics. That have already been here going, hey, dude, come on, you're driving the cost of everything up for us. And that's some people are, oh, that's just that's how economics works. It's like, uh, no, it's not. That's how fucking greed works. Not even so much <laughs> greed. It's how over-regulation distorts the market. Um, if, if there is less regulation. I'm fucking, I call it greed. What? Well, I want to be emotional there, about this. There, there's truth behind that, but we, where am I going to put my hatred? But if you had less regulation, you would have more building options for people to come out and build. So oh you, yeah, okay. So I so if you have an oversupply of houses in the market, it's going to drive down the price. Yeah, but if, you, but if, see, how come it didn't? 
Like when everything fucking fell apart, you had all these subdivisions that were half fucking built and houses are still 300,000. No, they did go super low, dude. Did it fucking drop out that far? Yeah, like this house that we're in right now, we paid like like two for it. Oh, see, that's cool. Dude, yeah. I remember when my parents' house was, they refinanced it for 185. Yeah. And now that house is worth three something. Yeah, this is like worth four. It's insane. I would never pay four for this fucking house. Yeah, no shit. Suck my dick. I would move to another state. <laughs> it's not, I, I don't, like I sit down and people are like, that, that, that's just a market value. No, it's not. That's the speculative market value. Yeah, too bad we couldn't just suffer through the pain of going back to a gulp then. Well, not that too, but like <laughs> there's a guy on my team and we were talking about it. He's like, you always see it's a bubble. I was like, it is. He's like, then why doesn't it pop? Because the government can game the system longer than you think they can. Everything moves really slow in bureaucracy, and it's well, slow. It, it's like it's like trying to watch the moon's movement. You well, can't even, see it. Even in housing, housing has a weird uh, gap lag when it comes to uh, economic ramifications. So right now, the economy is in pretty bad shape in California for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> but but these houses are still moving because there's still buyers that are willing to buy. But what's going to happen when we finally get saturation from majority of the people in the Bay Area? And no one's really cresting to come down out here. And all of a sudden, you have an implosion of buyers, and th the market's not there. Well, that's what's funny is a lot of those uh, channels that you sent me that I've been watching on YouTube, and all of them are saying, dude, it's coming. And then you get the people that are like, oh, no, there's never going to be. It's not going to happen. It's not this and that. This. The those, naysayers, you're like, I could see why this is going to happen. When but those guys are, 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 if you listen to what they're saying, they're making real common sense, rational points. They're not speculative. They're very rational, and they're, they're breaking down where well, the data is. What is it? Uh, math over human dynamic. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty interesting shit to watch because you have two sets of facts. Number one, here's the math. Number two, here's how people are. You know what I mean? You can well, almost The thing, too, is, you, and you got to keep in mind when you're watching mainstream television, too, that there... There's a product. The product is confidence. Yeah. That's, if that's you, a, that's, that seems to be a theme. So in if it. you watch financial shows on your mainstream television, they're selling you a bill of confidence. to let you know that the economy is amazing. Why? Because you have speculative markets that can't afford a downturn because you're going to have shortfalls in different well, things. Well, in studying the topic that um, we're doing next week, they go into that a lot. Yeah. About controlling the confidence but of do, the market. Do you, but all those guys that, are, that, that, that have the links that are built into this channel, they, they don't specialize in the market. They specialize in sectors of the market. And that's where you got to piece together information. You have to listen to I guys. I notice that. Yeah, those guys don't specialize in one area. They might have a, a general overall arc. But they, they specialize in very sectors, very specific sectors of the market. And these guys are legit investors. It's almost like doctors or Ford mechanics. Yeah, well, think of a doctor. If you have a skin issue, do you go see a, a, a urologist? No, or a brain surgeon. No, you don't. You go see the doctor that specializes in skin. Yep. But he might, but he might need insight from somebody who specializes in blood work. Yeah, because it goes deeper. The problem might not just be the skin. It could be a And then area. all of a sudden, you have an overlapping arc in two different sectors that specialize in it, but they share the knowledge, and all of a sudden, they're like, oh, shit, we're on the same page, and we're sharing the information with each other. This doesn't look good. Yeah, look how much, even with us, all of us has, seem to have our little niches. You know what I mean? And there's times where you have to know which guy to go, oh, fuck, wait a minute. Where's the guy that's the fucking... The rattle specialist. Where's the guy that's the electrical yeah. guy? Where's the guy that fucking is really good with fucking, you know, body panel alignment? But I, I think a lot, of, a lot of stuff that we're seeing in these, in these democratic strongholds is actually hurting the average working class. And they, they, they want to blame Democrats and different things like that, which I don't think there's so much to blame because they're just, 
they're bought into the system too. A lot of people don't have that understanding, and it and it creates struggle. Which us try to move out of economics a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I know, but it's such a juicy topic. Anyway, because well, it, it it's like a it's a it's a spider that puts his webbing on everything. But now that we've laid the foundation, I think it was kind of kind of important to go into economics and what we're going to talk about because when well, you're running through that in ignorance. Well, this is where this kind of ties into a degree. So if you were to go back like twenty or thirty years, who was the main worker in the house? The man. Okay, and. I have a different perspective. Why is it good to have somebody that works and someone that stays home with the kids? Well, that's just healthy, healthy growth for the kids, mental growth, it's stability. It's it's stability is really the main thing. Not like that, but you have somebody at the house that's actually te- teaching the values you believe in, and like a real parent actually spend like a stay at home. Sorry, you stay at home moms nowadays. Phone in one hand and wine in the other, yeah. or getting high in the other. Let's pick one of those. Man, I know it's. And it's, then you sleep with the mailman because your man's always working. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm lonely. You're always at work, dude. I would flip my fucking gourd. They'd be like, "Oh no, this is gonna be ugly." Yeah, <laughs> fucking traitor. I tell you what, we'll change it. You go work for a living, and yeah. I'll stay home and drink and get stupid. Yeah, you don't think I want it? Could you imagine that though? That would be a one way street, dude. I'm gonna go ahead and harp on it. There's a lot of there's a lot of bias when it comes to that fucking cycle, and they get all these these modern people going. Both people have to work. Oh, women's empowerment. Let's look at the you, fucking you bias. Know, you know why both people have to work in the ho- in the housing in your household now? Not really so much in middle states, but in coastal states, is because the inflation has really reaped its head pretty hard. Oh and yeah. The cost of living is high, so you need two incomes just to equal the same amount you were made back in the day. Right. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Again, with the devalue of the dollar yeah. plus the inflation plus yes. the fuck, plus, plus plus plus. But plus, plus, all plus. these spe- speculative markets and devaluation of your currency has now forced a lot of women. I don't know about you, but I would love if my wife stayed home and spent time with the kids and took them places and different things. I would love to be the one who stayed home and take them on field trips and shit and do stuff with them. That was well, my my kids the first five six years of their life, mom was home. That's awesome. And they've look at they're like they're both freaking valedictorian-ish 4.0 on on track, self-regulating, good values, good well, social that, skills. Think how that distorts your interaction with your kids. So if both the couples are working and they're coming home, you don't think you're not coming home a little fucking stressed out on edge trying to unwind from the day. Well, that's how I was raised, latchkey kids. You're you're home and you get a good 2-3 hour break. Of no parents there, you're just there. Yeah. Then they get home, and all they want to do is be a grumpy fuck about yeah. how bad their stressful their day was. They talk to each other. Then they come out with you and watch the Cosby show. That's how old I am. Yeah. And then th- there's your bonding moment. You go to bed, and then you start all over again. The next but that's day. not even a bonding moment. Yeah, you're vegging out. Yeah. What is that? What is it? When you watch TV, it sends you in an alpha state. Oh, really? So you can't actually, you're not interacting with anything. You're in a learning mode. Or, or autopilot to a degree. Well, that's essentially the same thing. Yeah. When you you're actually when you're an autopilot, you're more receptive to learning. That's why they call it TV <gasps> programming. So that that <laughs> that's a pretty good segue into the the kind of the second topic of uh, the middle area. I want to get into is uh, the nuclear family. Oh yeah, which is under attack right now. Well, not only that, but why it is important to have that dynamic. Oh well, yeah, it, it's absolutely important. E- even grandparents, it's you know what's important for is grandparents to be grandparents, not fucking parents. So oh, if you're unloading no your shit, so you know why grandparents are, are an amazing aspect because they give your kids candy and send them home. Well, not that, oh, but, but they don't spend enough time to get irritated with the kids. They spend enough time to enjoy it. So it's nothing but love. Yeah. Yeah. And that's very important. And I think that's, that's a word that gets thrown around in our culture now, especially since we're going to the nuclear family. Love what, Trump's hate. Yeah. What is love? You know what I mean? Everybody's Baby, got... Baby, don't hurt me. <laughs> Everybody. Yeah, that's two shows. We've done that same fucking bit. The, um, 
everybody's got a distorted view of what it is. And I guess it can be certain things to certain people, but this younger generation is so fucked in the long term. None well, of them are going to figure this shit do, out. You know what my big problem is? I, I think a lot of stay-at-home moms are bullshit. I know people are going to hate me and think I'm a fucking asshole. Like in individual on the individual level? I don't know. Like they stay at home, but they don't do shit to raise yes. the kids, and that's what you're going to and, okay. and, and a lot of complaining. Oh, fuck. I've seen it. I've seen it that firsthand where you walk so in and I, go, and, you, and it's not my place to say. I know a lot of people. Where you're like, bitch, shut up. If, I mean, if that was my wife, we'd have a big fight about that. I, I will be honest. My wife, I've never come home to a dirty house unless there was a fucking good reason. Yeah. And I've never had to ask. Usually I come home, sorry the place is a wreck because dot, 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 the dog got sick. We had to go to the vet. It was an emergency. This and that. And I'm like, okay, we're good. We're good. Let's order a pizza. You sit down. You know, you, you know what? And, and I'm even more lax on that. It, as long as the house is clean at least. If I come home Monday and it's clean and it gets dirty Tuesday and I come home Wednesday and it's clean and then Thursday it's dirty and then Friday it's clean. I'm fucking cool. I with call that. that visual tolerance. Yeah, there uh, comes there comes a point where like I, I can't see the mess. I understand human nature, and people want to get lazy. That's fine, but shit's getting taken care of still. You know where my thing is? A, ma- a made bed. If the house is wrecked and the bed's not made, okay, now we got what the fuck happened? Today? Oh really? Oh yeah. See, I don't give a fuck about. The- oh, the beds. I'm I'm really. <laughs> it's almost military standard. <laughs> Dropping pennies to see if they bounce. <laughs> oh fuck, dude! I like I wake up in the morning and I set my side so that the bed can be made. You know what I mean? Wow. I'll, I'll pull the covers up, put the pillows and everything. You up. are a Nazi. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> Bring in zounds. See, um, I'm kind of a dirtbag to a degree. So I used to be like that. I'm pretty lucky because my old lady's kind of lax like I am. It's an old discipline from a book that I read, and there was a, also a naval guy, and again, a military thing. If you wake up in the morning and you make, um, you make a decent bed, at least no matter what happens in your day, if everything goes south, at least you're going to climb back into a man. You know what? That's the whole Jordan Jordan Peterson um, phrase. You know, clean. how can you change the world if you can't clean your room? Yeah, clean your room. There's a lot of there's a lot of truth behind that. Oh yeah. Can you start with some with some some minute things? Oh, you can't pull those off. Good luck. Yeah. Wow. You can't even. Wow. The basics. Well, look at um, the basics. You can tell what some people go overboard. We got a couple of people like tools, right? Depending on how you organize tools, where some guys throw it in a pile. Other guys have it all completely organized. Oh, see, like mine's like you open my top drawer. It's just a fucking shit show. But see, I'm a hybrid. Everything is like the stuff that's the most use and high value is all organized. And I know you see a gap. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Where's that tool? Fuck. And then you have like all of us have. And if you don't have this, you're not a real mechanic. A screwdriver drawer and a plier drawer. Yes. I got quadruples and triples of fucking everything. See, I have an integrated drawer of screwdrivers and plier bars. Dude, my... Screwdriver door is perfect. My plier door was perfect, but I've slammed it too many times, and I'm just I'm just not feeling it. Yeah, the, <laughs> the only thing that's really like actually organized is uh, uh, my sockets. Yeah, that dude, how fifteen fucking hundred minimum. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> but like wrenches, I don't have any holders for my wrenches. Oh, I, I just did that with mine the are last just couple in like years. mine's in just like a jumble. Oh, when I organized mine and realized I was missing two fifty dollar wrenches, I'm all. <laughs> I can, I can, don't, dude. Dobby must punish himself. I fucking, I dude. I was. See, the funny up. thing is, one of our buddies I used to work there, Big Brian. Uh, he he operated the same way I did. His his all sockets were organized, but his wrenchers were just thrown in a pile like mine. <laughs> it was I, it was funny because I remember one time he opened it, he was like, "Fuck, it looks like mine." <laughs> I think by the time I retire, because my top drawer is my socket drawer. Yeah, and then I go wrenches, screwdrivers, pliers, and I move down. So I noticed back in the day, everything was thrown in there except for the sockets. So as I go on. 
everything is getting more and more organized. So I figure by the time I retire, the entire toolbox will be organized. You, you think that's just a, a byproduct of you getting older? Yes. You crave organization. Not so much that... How do I phrase that? Because that's a hard way to phrase that. Oh, dude. I don't know how to put that in the correct words, actually. I'm well, gonna fuck that up. All right, well, it. segue the same thing into the household. Yes. Where... And I actually, how do I say, I passively changed the way my family does this because something else I couldn't understand or could not stand is the fucking utensils. Why are these all everywhere? You know what I mean? We got, uh. we got two different types of spoons. One's a big round one, one's an oval one. And why are they all sitting on top of each other all fucked up? For some reason, that shit just irks me. Okay, when I put away the dishes, you can tell. Because everything is uniform. All the same type of glasses are here. All the coffee cups taper to size. All the plates, you know what I mean? Maximizing everything. Yeah, that way you can, I just, I can't help but do that because it's more efficient. And we've had a couple mishaps where like the plates are all staggered and shit. And one of the kids will grab a plate and all come crashing down. I'm like, who was the last one to put the dishes away? And I can tell you it wasn't me. (laughs) (laughs) That's a typical dad statement. (laughs) And why are the fucking lights on? (laughs) Oh, dude, what was the one I just, I was, you ever do that with your kids? And this is again... We'll go the value of a nuclear family where kid drops a plate or a glass and I'm watching them stare at the glass on the ground. They don't know I'm watching. I'm watching them stare at like, oh shit, oh shit. Okay, now's the time. Walk in. Um, let me help you out. Formulate a plan. What do you mean? Grab a broom, grab a dust plan, start sweeping that shit up. Yeah, now. I don't have any shoes on. Well, you better be super fucking careful then, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm but, but you know what? A household requires somebody at the top of the, the top of the of the hierarchy list, and it doesn't be got it doesn't got to be the husband. It could be the wife, but oh, somebody has to be able to act and take ownership of bad decision making too. Oh yeah, that's the big thing. Like like uh, me and my that's wife, my job. Yeah. <laughs> well, I tell my wife like when we're trying to make decisions, and uh, she's she's always you know I don't know if that's a woman thing. I might be wrong, um, but I think a lot of women are are gun shy about making a call and running with it. And not even than that, but when it ends up badly, like they're less they're less less of a chance for them to take ownership of that bad decision. Oh yeah. Or it's it's not even it's not even on the table anymore. We're never gonna talk about this again. Now hold on. We can yeah. learn, we got a lot of data from this mistake. Yeah. But that's what comes but that that's what happens when you when you're the one making when you're making decisions, it requires you taking ownership of a bad decision. Oh yeah. Well there's even times where have you ever come up to on a situation where it's better to not participate than make a decision either way. Where it's like, no, 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 let's just not even do this. Well, we could, we could. It's like, this could go good, but it could go bad, and they're both equal, so... Now, would you say the, the nuclear family has evolved to an, to the... Because I, I got a feeling back, and I'm, I'm, this is off the cuff speaking, but I think it's pretty true, just understanding the nature of how it was back in the... What is it, a perceptive analysis? Yeah, like if you go back 30 or 20 years and then use that as a gauge for like the last 60... That a lot of guys were shitty dad or shitty men. I think a lot of times. Oh yeah. But now, is that because times were harder, so the men were more hard, or is that just because they were shitty? I'm going to take a, a venture, a guess, and think it's the uh, how do you say transition of values from parent to kid or rebellion. A lot of times now, if you got you can actually go through the generations. So you go the quote unquote greatest generation. These are guys that almost died, saw horrible things. The country almost fell apart. They came back. There was work everywhere. Grandpa. Right? They, they went there and they taught their kids. And the kids, those are the boomers. <coughs> the boomers, and this is, again, the ramp up of the public education system, where all of a sudden, a bunch of little entitled fucks. 
Then the 60s happened, and they all realized, this something's wrong, something's wrong. Where they were right, but they were misled and went down the wrong path again. And now the boomers, that was my parents. The fact that I have the values that I do is because I was raised by a great-grandparent. Yes. Not just, I, a, not just a grandparent, a great-grandparent. Somebody that survived the fucking depression. Yeah. You know what I mean? As a, as a kid, but then they were, they were, he owned a business in the 50s. See, I took, I took a little bit of values from my, from my mom, not a whole lot. And then all the values I got from my dad made me kind of the shitty person I am to a degree. The very, the very cynical oh, point yeah. of view, that dark side. Like, my older brother carries a lot of it, too. But that came from that. That came from him. It was fucking dead on. You know what's kind of funny is I was told one night, when I was uh, old enough to hang out with my great-grandfather, like we were, you know, both adults, um, it was pretty funny that I was talking about, because you know, I was still in the, the post-teenage bitchy years, going, well, how can we do this and how can we do that? And when you can have that conversation, that's always really, really, it promotes a lot of growth. Again, nuclear family. When you get to the end and you can talk to your parents like you're an adult, it's good. Yeah, I, I, had, that, I had, had that with my mom, but my, I remember my grandpa when I was probably early 20s, and I'd go visit him because I kind of lived in the area, and he was right around the corner. Isn't that I, great? It's great. I, well, I miss that. Like I don't, I don't know, I don't know how much time my brother spent with, with them, but I used to go there like once every other week and hang out with them and smoke cigarettes in the back room nice. and bullshit with them. Was he not allowed to smoke, or was he just a smoker? He was a smoker, but he got to the point where he stopped smoking, so he would just he would put the cigarette smoke in his mouth and not actually inhale it and blow it out. Interesting. Yeah, he he still mechanical ingrainedness of smoking. Hmm. So I'd be that works. I would be able to bullshit, and there's a couple times he would talk about. Um, he was a flight engineer bomber. Oh, you calculate oop. payload to drop. That's cool. Yes. Eight feet per second per second, how much weight it is. Yeah, but but that led him to, to be on the cutting edge of um, transistors before they even hit the market. No sh transistors. Yes. Oof. Solid state was never around. Yeah. And it broke the market. He went and the got a degree in it when he was young because he understood uh, mathematics really good for being a flight engineer. And then he used to teach mm. and he used to actually work on the equipment at the hospital at Roseville Hospital. Repaired. That's, Solid state equipment. That's badass. Not replace a board. Repaired bad capacitors, transistors. Right. And you have to you have to troubleshoot it. You actually have to know bad. what the fuck is going on. That's but awesome. but I never had any of those scenarios with my parents until my probably my mom in the last couple of years. Oh really? So, yeah. But like I'd go over there, like I'd I'd I would take them a, a Christmas ham every every Christmas, but I'd go there like every other week or at least twice a month and go bullshit. And the funny thing is when I'd go there with my wife, he would make my wife sit out front. With our grandma, uh, and me and him being the old school, old school women out there, men back here. Yeah, need you fucking. And we'd up be our in there, and we'd be in there cussing and bullshitting with each other yeah. and telling stories. Because at the time, I was, I was, I was getting my feet wet being a mechanic, a heavy equipment guy. Okay, and he he liked that. He liked the idea that you're pursuing something that that has a long lasting effect in the marketplace. Like there's always a demand for it. Yeah, that's 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 why I keep ending up back in it. <laughs> no matter what, everything else I've tried, I always yeah. End up but it, but, but it was labor. funny seeing that dynamic and understanding that I could see mm. how a lot of guys would shun, would shit on a lot of women, just for the fact that. But I also understand it too because the conversations that guys have compared to what women have, because <laughs> like my grandpa, we never talked about like bitches and pussy and stuff like that. It was always like guy conversation. It's always. an older man's conversation. It's yes. not about chasing tail. No, you got tail. I yeah, mean, you, you you're not talking about that. At a certain point when you're a guy, that stuff becomes irrelevant conversation. When I had a lot of friends that um I hung out with older people pretty much my whole life. I always had different like groups of friends, different solar systems if you will. And yeah. the predominant groups that I had were usually married couples, people like that for some reason. 
because the younger guys, I would always go out and get in trouble. And you're like, dude, I'm tired of two day hangovers. Fuck this. Yeah. I'm going to go hang out with these people there. I get a lot more accomplished. I get a lot more hopeful. And it's funny that after I got married and had a kid and then going back to a shop where I worked with these people when I was younger. So they only knew the younger version of me. They hadn't met me like family men. And it was funny. The best line that one of my friends told me, he's like, man, look at you go. It's amazing how much time you have when you're not out chasing pussy, huh? And I'm like, oh, no shit. You're right. That's why I'm getting so much shit done. Well, you know, a lot of it is, too. A lot of it, a lot of that plays on who you hang out with. If you're hanging out with guys that are doing new shit all the time and pushing the envelope, guess what that does? That yeah. folds into you. It makes you, you broke? Oh. No. Think about it. If, 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 okay, say you're an individual, right, and you have two different friends. You have one friend that's always out trying to do something different. Like this yeah. this out always with different ideas, trying to do shit, just fucking around, but doing stuff that's kind of cool and, and, and interesting. And then you have one guy that's always going home and drinking and doing nothing. See, those are two real extremes. <laughs> no, but those are those are realistic extremes. Yeah, for sure, for sure. What, what guy is going to make you have more self-reflection and think about things differently and pursue different things outside of what you're doing? Yeah, well, not the guy that's sitting at home drinking all the time. Those people, and I've had those friends too, uh, but... Like the consequences of like, okay, have you ever had, like, you have a family, and yeah. sometimes like the the people I've learned to avoid is the people that are usually like the same age, same pay, but they're married and have no kids. You Ooh, hang out with that person. That's a radically different person from someone with kids. They're always getting new stuff, and let's do this, and let's get cars, and ooh, we want RC cars. Let's get helicopters. Let's do this. You're like, see, I, I can't afford that what, shit, bro. See, I'm not interested in that. That that's different. Like, I know, I know, I toys. Built, I they know, want toys constantly. Yeah, want I know, toys. I did the studio, but this has a different outcome. This this is more of the, like the shit. Like when I was when I go hang out with my grandpa. Once you build this, it, you use it, kind of thing. This yeah, this feels a lot more like when I used to go with my grandpa and we bullshit about topics. Yeah. But but he had so many, like he would show me pictures when he was young, like fucking eight years old, running a bulldozer by yeah, himself. Yeah, that's my grandpa too. Yeah, by himself, and this is an old school fucking dozer that it's like cable driven, yeah. scary as fuck, has a pony motor no just shit. to crank over the diesel. Totally, wow. you talk about some super interesting stories. Holy, that's you, how my grandpa lost his toe. Whenever we were at the beach, we always had to listen to the how he lost his toe. At nine years old, because he was operating a fucking tractor, and they were screwing around. This is oh, every time I put myself in danger, I got to hear the here's, here's why my toe's gone. <laughs> you want to lose a toe or something worse? That's how you lose a toe. Yeah, exactly. You're about to lose a toe. <laughs> no, but a lot of this that we're doing in the studio, I, I know to a lot of people it sounds like us just bullshitting, but a lot of us is just having a conversation. It just but this happened. is this is actually what things were like a long time ago, and that's why I liked I like be, be, before phones and all the novelty of you. Diverting your attention to like real conversations. Devices, yeah. Now it's like you're spending it on like five second TikTok videos. You know what's weird is that's how I know that I'm disconnected from that generation. Where I don't understand that at all. It's not, it, it doesn't quench a thirst, I guess is the best No, it doesn't. Say. You're like, God damn, this is terrible. Yeah. This is awful. It's like taking a shot of some shitty whiskey. Right. Go, we'll just keep drinking it. The flavor, you won't mind the flavor after four or five shots. You're like, it's not worth it. No. So not worth it. Yeah. I, I, I'd rather get like a nice 12 pack of good beer. Sit down, drink it, and enjoy it. In good company. Yeah. Not alone. Oh, yeah. fuck yeah. This bullshitting and this, like, this throwing back a day. It's like me and the old lady were chilling in the backyard. We, we've been, uh, the weather's, you know, it's a little smoky, but for the most part, night, it's nice and cold. It's perfect fire weather. So we've been doing. Uh, oh, cool. We've been doing, yeah, we set up little fires in the backyard. We're almost to the time where we usually drag the kids out there when it gets cold enough. 
we hang we 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 get them to turn everything off. And yeah, we sit deviceless. Yeah. yeah, just go out there and hang out. They hate it, but I think when they get older, they're gonna look back on it and just hanging out there and while, while me and my wife talk and listen to music. Well, that's what's um, that's what's nice about it as they get older, where they'll naturally like my kids naturally have a moment where they'll just turn off their stuff and all of a sudden everybody's hanging out in my room. They're that's all just, awesome. They're all hanging out in the yeah. bed and we're all just BSing, you know, because the standard changes from. You know, as young children, then they turn into young adults, and then they're pre-adults, and then that's the point of where you kind of <coughs> send them out in the world and hope you did a good job. You know what? And that segues into the to the to the three-tier part of the subject is the 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 breaking up within the understanding of what the family is, and now that when you, you send your kids out into the world and they get full of these ideas that you didn't so much teach them, but somebody else rammed down the throat and just fed it through a consistent narratives like a like a college oh so so if you if like how do you program the subconscious through repetition yeah and then they think it's their own thoughts it's like it's like inception you know next thing you know they think that's what they're thinking it's all whoa, whoa, whoa. well the big thing about it too is a uh, prime example the guy on my team uh you know hanging hang like working with me i've kind of i kind of proper guy propaganda him propagandized yeah into a lot more libertarian ideas don't be republican don't be democrat Look at them both objectively and understand where the actual right direction probably is. Absolutely. It's somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Because they're both extremes. Yeah. Which, like, like at the next at the next presidential candidate after this cycle has a good Democratic candidate that's speaking logic and reason, and the Republican one sucks, guess which one I'm going to vote for? Right. That's how it should be. That's how I've always yeah, been. Yeah. I'm not fucking picking a team. No. If Republicans put up a shitty candidate, guess what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to vote fucking Republican. Well, that's super dangerous to root, and I think that's kind of the root of all of our problems right now. Everybody's picking sides and rooting like it's a sport. Don't do that. It's like you realize the consequences aren't, oh, well, next Sunday, let's see what happens. No, 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 no. No. The consequences can Long be around for decades. Yes. Fuckers. <laughs> yeah, but so this this segues into the last one is uh, the family the family conflict now in the, in the era of Trump. And I, I kind of, I wanted to set that up, set that up. So I, I wanted to kind of get my wife to come on and tell the story, but it, I, she was telling me today. So she has a gay cousin. The dude's cool as fuck. We've, we've hung out with him a ton of times for holidays, drank with him, had nothing good, nothing but good times with his boyfriend over there. I don't give a shit if he's gay. It's irrelevant to me. He's cool as fuck. It's his boyfriend, his boyfriend's cool as fuck. I don't, he ain't hitting on me. I don't give a fuck if he's gay. But so my, my wife's, you know, pretty fucking pro Trump for the most part. But she doesn't go crazy with it on her, on her Facebook. Well, he had banned her, like stopped following her, stop like you unfriended. Know. Yeah, yeah, basically. And she so she reached out to him and talked to him, and he's like, "Well, you're homophobic." And she's like, "What? What are you talking about?" She's like, and he's like, "Yeah, you're pro Trump. You've known me my entire life. When have I ever came off?" Homophobic? What the fuck are you talking That's about? That's so show the math. I don't understand. So, how you but, got but she to that called point. him at that. She called him. She called him on it when he that happened or whatever. It happened like like a year or two ago, and he's like, "Well, you know, I I can't prove that you're right, but you just you know you like Trump, so we have nothing in common." It's like what? That how insane is that? I've been watching that happen for four years, and it defies all logic. It does. It's complete emotional decision. I think she. He might as well have called her a Nazi. Which has lost its value as well. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, yeah. That's you're you're doing nothing different. No, but I don't understand that because in that behavior. So, so well, since, hold on though, that's contradictory to itself. 
like you said, calling somebody a Nazi, because that's a big one that's out there now. People, oh, you're a fascist, you're a Nazi. It's like, you do realize your behavior of singling people out like that and trying to eliminate them from your circle is exactly what a Nazi would do. Playbook. They say, dude, come on. I mean, yeah. come on, seriously. And what was it, the whole thing? I remember hearing that multiple times when this whole thing started, when the Trump era started, if you will, where people were like, well, am I going to still be allowed to be married to my wife or husband or what do you know? You gay couples that are together. And I, I've had this conversation multiple times and I'm like, where are you getting this from? Well, he's, he's a total, you know, he's, he's a gay hater or whatever. He's going to take away our rights. You do I'm like, realize, hold on. Okay. Remember when Obama was anti-gay marriage? Because he didn't want anybody to know about his. <laughs> I'm just saying, does everybody forget that Obama was anti-gay marriage? There's news, news clips of Bill and Hillary both saying marriage should be between a man and a woman. Okay, so Trump comes out, holds the rainbow flag. Did everybody not see that? What was his answer? Do you remember his answer? I don't know. I don't have a problem with that. It's on the books. Let's leave it on the books. Yeah. That's what he said. I'm like, cool. Sorry, I I know Republicans and people Mm. in church are going to hate us for that. I don't care. There's a lot of good Gary May. Ugh, fuck that up. There's (laughs) There's a lot of married people that are awesome parents. Right. And that are gay. Of, there's a lot of straight people that are shitty parents. Yes. I mean, come on. Do you think good parenting is only cornered on the side of the market that ha- that have straight parents? No. So what about people, what about the what couples that pretend to be straight and they're secretly gay? That sounds destructive. That sounds like there's going to be some 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 turmoil there. What is um the one the one person that the the, the two women that are married? They have a, a a cool little kid and I watch how much love these women pour into this kid is cool. And that's where, again, I'm biased toward that because I had two grandmas yeah. that were gay. And that was like my favorite place to go because there was a lot of love there. You know what I mean? So again, human is human. What the hell? And that's kind of why, why does that keep getting disrupted? But I'm, I'm curious if that's the train of thought coming out of that side of the, Dem- of the democratic party, how do you bridge that gap? Well, that means Candace Owens was right on more than one level. What's that? What'd she say? Everybody's being lied to. You know what I mean? Where that whole, how she has the whole, the second escape from the plantation. Yeah. Well, that just doesn't apply to the black folk. That's also the gays. You're being lied to too. They're telling you that, oh, conservatives won't do this and conservatives won't do that. You've seen the YouTube videos where you get a gay guy or a gay woman that's like, oh my God, I don't want to go to a Trump rally because I don't want to get beat up. And they get hugs. Well, come on not in, that, but think, think about it. So I, I know there was a big narrative prior to Trump coming in that Republicans hate gay people and all that stuff. Trump comes in and basically endorses that side of the of of the market, and what what the average average Republican do? They say like, okay, fuck it, whatever. It is what it is. Then I only give a shit if they're married now, right? And and that happened like on a dime. I think it was always in the making, though. I mean, it's it took years of it did. I'll, I'll give you that subtlety. It, there yeah. is a lot of truth. What what a lot of Democrats say about the Republicans being homophobic, there is a lot of truth in that area to unpack. Right. I'm right. not even arguing that. And there's different but, levels. The problem but, is but, it's not a switch. But to act like that's Republicans and conservatives now is insane. No, it's not. Now, don't get me wrong. You're going to get your holdouts that are complete, ignorant, low IQ motherfuckers. But you're going to get the same thing in the Democratic Party Thank and shit you. like that. Yes, you will. <clears throat> yes, you will. Look at Dude, look at all the, the little riot attacks on people. And like... Again, we can. The nuclear family under Trump is under attack by both Antifa and BLM at this point. Which I don't, I don't get that because a nuclear family holds structure together. This, th- think of the nuclear family as the U.S. You need stability for everybody to flourish. 
Right. If you don't have stability in your household, what happens is your your the the chances of your kids being successful. Right. You'll see it in what the child no no uh, a tree by the fruit that it bears. Yeah. You'll see a kid's grades drop. You'll see them just be disinterested in everything. You know what? You'll, Hold on. Not to cut you off. Did you? <laughs> I was dying. If you're laughing, I'm going to go ahead and go. <laughs> so in Florida, I was watching these clips of these parents. The kids are on Zoom meetings for school, and the parents are sitting next to him helping him, and one smoking a joint and drinking a beer. Yeah, I saw that. I was fucking dying. There's, there's a bunch of those. There's one where the chick, <laughs> she leans in, and she's talking. She's like, no, you got to do this. And she like leans over to help the kid and got a wine glass in the other hand. You can kind of see the wine come in there. It's a, ooh, man, it's 11.30 in the morning according to the clock. You know what made me laugh is the Dems losing their shit, like the school district saying, I can't believe the parents are doing this. You mean you can't believe the kid? Okay. Then open on up. Hold on. You can't believe the parents are at home drinking and smoking weed. Just so we're understanding. Do you understand what the fuck you bitches just said? This is their fucking private property at their house. Right. The school doesn't fucking own the house. Why don't you just say it out loud? We think that you should be sober while you teach your kids. Why? I'm not teaching them. That's what we're paying you for. Holy shit. So we just found another contradiction. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Let me stop paying my tax dollars, and then I'll donate the resources to get the education that I want to get. Send the check then. to me, and I'll be sober all morning. Don't send the check to anybody. Stop <laughs> taking my money. How about we do that? I, I, I read that, and I was like, and everybody's like, yeah, I agree with that. Agree with what? That people should tell you how to act in your own house? See, slippery slope. That's dangerous. Those parents ain't beating their kids. Nope. They're they're having a cocktail. You can have a cocktail at 7 in the fucking morning when you wake up. Where did that standard start? I'm not okay <laughs> with that. No. But you can do that. Hey, if that's what gets you through this lockdown bullshit. Well, I'm just laughing <laughs> like, hey, fucking school district. This isn't the fucking school. This is my personal property I pay to live. Maybe they're just jealous and acting out. I wish I could fucking be on a Duber right now on this Zoom call. You can. <laughs> Who's going to know? Yeah. <laughs> just get some, get some Visine and put some, put some thick glasses yeah, on. Yeah, but I, I, and I read that and I was like, if people want to interact like that, you can't control people's actions. What, are you, are you, so are you going to make the parents sit down on every Zoom call to make sure they're not doing something that's inappropriate? Who in the fuck is the one deeming what's inappropriate? How do you even understand what happens outside that Zoom call in that household? They don't. They're just getting so. Why are you going to interject on that moment? <laughs> so is that a justification to get CPS over there and micromanage that household now? See again, get the fuck out of my house. That's where I'm at with it. I'm just. Well, the thing you can't tell me what the fuck. I mean, it's, again, is anybody hurt? Is there bruises? Is something going wrong? Is there malnutrition? And that's a difference. There fucking- if there's all these red signs, like red flags, like that, that's a different topic, right? But, but you know, back in the day, again, if you want to go, I don't know, post-colonial times, and this is where I'll go back into it. Like, not only do you have households, but you have communities. And I don't know if you've ever lived in communities where the neighbors don't even talk to each other. Oh yeah, you're in one right now. Yeah, I'm in one right now. Well, I talked to two of my neighbors. Right, but think but about bo- it. But they're both blue collar dudes. One guy's a construction contractor dude, there you go. and the other guy kind of fucking fixes and manages pools. That would be the best stony ass job ever. He is a stoner too. Yeah, I know, dude. I've met two pool guys. It's like <laughs> I had one one guy. I told him that I'm all, dude. This job must be awesome. Well, if you'd like to do it, and I was like, and he was totally like, he he was talking like that. Well, you know. I mean, I could take you on part-time if you like. <laughs> I was like, that would be 
epic. <laughs> that would be so awesome. <laughs> did they did they have a problem with you jumping in the pool after you're done, or is that a? But I, I find that weird, and I'm, I'm and I don't know if the people that are that are getting outraged are Republican or Democrat. I can see Republicans kind of getting weird it's probably about a mixed bag. Yeah, but if you think about who, who, what demographic of people populate the working part of the school system, if you had a, if you had to take a political party, the working part. No, this like, if you had to label a teachers on the side of the aisle, and and bureaucracy within a school system, what political side would you think they'd mostly be on? Uh, I'm probably gonna guess Democrat. What I would no say. way. Imagine yeah. that. But I have noticed in our area, the elementary schools are actually heavier on the Republican side. Yeah, I'll give you that. Which is interesting. Yeah. Which is because it's a lot more work with elementary school. Therefore, the Democrats don't want to go there and, you know, work. Well, I'm, I'm kind of curious, too, is um, all these Karens that are outraged about these parents acting the way they're doing at their own fucking house. See, this is. I, I'm kind of cu- I'm kind of curious how they act at their house. That's where I was. Nobody's going, looking. I was, I was going that direction with the colonial times or post-colonial times or whatever, or even the fifties and sixties. Postmodern is Post- what you're looking. Okay. So you have these guys or we'll go even like the, um, the greatest generation, you know, the, the boomers parents where if you had that guy on the street, that was a drunk and this and that, and the sheriff would come out there. Eventually a lot of the dads would probably end up getting together and beating dudes ass. You know what I mean? Just fucking divorce your wife or get the fuck out of my neighborhood, dude. Done. That's, all, that that's that's what that's what a good solid households lead to a better community because in the community you can actually communicate with people and go look it's your right but dude knock this shit off now I'm curious I know people are gonna take this the wrong way but I don't give a shit I'm curious I'm curious if that's to do with immigrants coming to the country and the defracturing of your neighbors some of my coolest neighbors have been because there's, there's three neighbors on my street that don't speak any English any at all. No. They speak like Punjabi? Yeah. No. The dude next to me, he's Ukrainian. The other guy, two guys across the street are Russian. They speak almost zero English. Oh, wow. Yeah. You just walk out there and be like, Privyet. Well, there's a couple of times he's blocked my driveway. So I go to their house and say, hey, you're fucking blocking my driveway. And they're like, I don't know. And then their their wife or the Car. daughter. Yeah. Then the wife or daughter will come out like, hey, you guys are blocking the driveway. And she's like, oh, my bad. We'll, we'll get them to move it. Oh, I've had that conversation when we had a, a bunch of a bunch of people that were in the pool in a department. So, so how how are you supposed to bridge gaps with people in your community if you don't have a common language to bridge those gaps? Well, you have a phone and Google Translate. I've done that, dude. I've spoken into it, and then you hold. I it know, to but okay, is that's like a realistic way to hang out with somebody? It's not hanging out. It's just I know, but like my other neighbors, I can hang out with them. I can I can draw I can drag the barbecue to the front yard, barbecue, bring a cooler out there. Or come by, have a beer, have a hamburger, and bullshit. How are you going to pull that off when you have a giant language and cultural, cultural barrier, yeah. barrier? Yeah. Like, even 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 Mexicans are good at bridging the gap with Americans for the most part. I've never had an issue bridging the gap with Mexicans in California. Because a lot of them, they, they do speak enough English where you can bullshit with them. And their cultures are very similar to Americans. Very family-based. Big yeah, time. Yeah. Mexicans, you can bridge a lot of gaps with. They're, they're, I've, I've always grew up with Mexicans. Yeah, me too. They're, they're always easy to get along with because there's a lot of cultural gaps, not cultural gaps, but cultural crossovers that you have as an American with them. Yeah, they share oh, yeah, a lot absolutely. of the core similar values. Absolutely, and that's that's a good thing. That but is- it gets but it gets really weird when you start heading over to Europe and a lot of those people come over here. There's giant gaps with those people. Yeah, ones that I, I can't even speculate at this point. Well, I don't even some know. some w- that I'm not even interested in bridging the gap after hanging out with them a little bit. I'm like, fuck this guy. They're all, and no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that's that's what's weird in this area though. With um, 
like you said, the Russian population, the Ukrainian population. Right now, like a lot of the younger people, if you notice, we've had an influx of you know Russian and Ukraine employees, the younger ones. They're like 18. Yeah. Oh, yeah, a lot of them. And these are all the people that their parents are like my age. Their parents were all fresh in back when I was out there. Yeah. And now their kids are the ones that were raised in the system, speak all the perfect English and everything. So is that what you have to do is wait for that next generation? Or can you do like the Italians did back on the East Coast where they did everything they know? We do not speak that. We speak English in our house. We're American now. Do you know they did that, right? Well, that's that's my wife. My So my wife's parents never really taught her Spanish. They said, you're an American. Be an American. Again, national pride. That's not a bad thing. No. Be proud of being an American. No other country in the world is like this. Is accepted to every culture. Right. And as much as I might have disagreements with my neighbors that don't, that I can't bridge any gaps with, I don't want them kicked out of the fucking country. No. And that's, that's what I love about, again, with all the slinging going around in the modern days, especially with these young kids. They're like, oh, you're a bigot. You know what? I'm an asshole. And it's my right to be an asshole because I'm a fucking American, dude. Yeah. It's what I do. Don't confuse the two. Right. Do not confuse it because I can, we're all hurtful. That's what being an asshole is. <laughs> you know what I mean? You want me to shred you down verbally, man? I got a master's degree in that shit. You know why? Because I grew up in this fucking country. Well, it's funny, too. That So the guy that, that we work with that's Russian, uh, he's going he's gonna to be coming on because he came from San Francisco and everything. Oh, I can't wait. And that, now that being in the Valley, he has a totally different view about San Francisco. He thought America was bunch San of, Francisco. No, he thought he thought the Valley was a bunch of redneck idiots. He's half right. We're idiots. But he's... Mm, we ain't a bunch of rednecks, though. It was an eye-opener like a motherfucker. No shit. Yes. Wow. So uh, he's going to come down there and, and give a, a, a lead paint chips on the, being in the Valley of the Beast. Well, that's great because I've had a lot of really good conversations with him. And just what you just told me... I really understand all of this facial expressions now of, oh, my God, you're okay. You're not exactly what I thought you were. Oh, yeah, big time. Yeah. Okay, I opened totally, like a motherfucker I'll for bet. him. That totally makes sense. Hey, go tell your friends. <laughs> tell all your Bay Area friends that we're actually, we're cooler than they are. And not because we try and be cool. It's because we don't give a fuck. Bingo. <laughs> that's what it's all about. The trick though. to being cool is not giving a fuck if someone thinks you're an idiot or you're not cool. Well, that's so what, what? I don't give a fuck. My status is cool. It doesn't matter. I don't give a shit. Oh, I want to hang out with you now. Get the fuck away from yeah, me. Yeah, my, my wife says that. My wife's like, why do you always try cool? It's like, I don't. I don't give a fuck what someone thinks about I'm me. I'm not acting shit. Yeah, this is, this is what it is. Oh, yeah. Well, that's like funny with like... How I'm, my mindset, you know, being a Gemini, that's why I laugh when someone's like, you're two-faced. I got a lot more than that. Here's the thing. Yeah. They're all genuine because yeah. I'm fucking nuts, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm a kaleidoscope of personalities. But but everybody is. <laughs> and, 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 I, and I find people, I almost find people that are kind of sharp on the edge when you first meet them, usually end up being the most authentic. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I, I don't know if I'm wrong in well, that analysis. It's a safeguard. If, I if, don't think it's even a safeguard. I think it's the fact they don't give a shit how you're going to take them. Hmm. And that also that depends on where you meet them too. Yeah. You meet them at work or outside of work. Yeah. Because at work, like up until a handful, not even a handful of years ago, like you should have seen me at my last job, where I had no p's and q's. I was a fucking wild man. You know what I mean? I, I my first day was all wiener jokes and freaking hitting on people because I knew none of them knew me. You know what I mean? Like mechanics, I'm going, man, look at you. But there was this one fat kid. I still call him fat kid. And it was so funny to blow his mind when I walked in there. He's like, oh, hey, man, you need some help on all as long as we're close together so I can get a good smell of you. Look at you. Mm, I bet you're yeah. ripe already. And, he's, and he looks at me like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then three years later, they were all reminiscing about that. I, I find the people <laughs> that are usually a little sharp on the edge when you first meet them, in the long run, end up being the most authentic. Yeah, I'll go with that. 
because they've already set the standard from there. They, I, I remember my wife. They lower your expectations right off. The yeah. yeah, and then you find out, oh, they're actually a decent person. Right. Yeah, I know my wife used to talk about it a lot. Like before we had the kids, I was really like, you think I'm sharp now? I was fucking like razor point for a while. Oh no, I've heard the stories. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I believe somebody referred to you as a work in progress. I think. <laughs> my wife says that to this day. <laughs> This fucker, I'm gonna, I'm gonna train this broken horse somehow. Oh, dude, are we all like that? Like, fucking, yeah. I think me and my wife's first breakfast that we ever had, she couldn't believe it because I was like launching shit off of spoons across the restaurant <laughs> shit. I hit some dude when he was with his kid. I'm like, oh man, I actually, I actually feel bad because that made you mad and you can't react in front of your child. And she just like grabs my hand. I'm like, no, seriously, look at him, he's mad. And I'm like taunting him. <laughs> And then looking back, I'm like, God damn, I was an asshole. Oh yeah, there, there's I, there, I, there's probably not a week that goes by or even a day, but I, I don't. Uh, I'm kind of reflecting on who I am and how I was. I'm thinking, fuck, that was a wrong approach. But what am I gonna do? I don't. I'm not right. Michael J. Fox. <laughs> what the perfectly go back in time and fix those mistakes? I can't. Uh, you can't. There's no. You, that's no. why you shouldn't have regrets. Well, not that, but I just at a certain point, you just gotta own the person that you are. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, don't don't. Or in my case, the people that I am. No, I'm just yeah. <laughs> oh man. On that note, you wanna you wanna call that a wrap? Yeah. Or? Cheers, everybody. I hope you. Uh, this was actually a really good banter episode, and I'm uh, glad we all got to spend it together. Not too bad off the cuff. Yeah, not bad. Yeah. Right, love you. Long time. Bye, everybody. Tip your waitress. Peace. Uh-huh.